Well, hello there. Welcome back to Doing My Best. I am Michael Joyce. Thank you so much uh, for, for tuning in once again. Thanks to everybody who sent me messages or shared or, or reached out. Um, really appreciate you listening. So it is October, mid-October. Can you believe it? I got a, I got a baby girl. She's turning one at the end of this month. Another COVID birthday. You guys celebrated any COVID birthdays out there? It's so strange to think that my one-year-old, she has, she's mostly grown up in a pandemic world. It's, I mean, she doesn't know what crowds are like. I took her on the elevator the other day and you, you could just see her eyes dart side to side like we're trapped with, who are these people? I've only known like six people my entire life and, and now I'm in a tiny box with, with strangers. So it's good. All the kids who who are living through this get a nice head start on social anxiety. I don't know. Just took her back to the park for the first time. It's just such a stark contrast to my my four year old. She is, you know, she was born in Brooklyn. Before her first birthday, I think she was four months older. We took her to a, you know, Bulls Nets game at the Barclays Center. We had those little tiny baby ear muffs on there to, to muffle the noise and she slept through the whole thing but rode on packed trains every day at all the pride festivals and street fairs and just a completely opposite existence for the, for the one-year-old so as soon as this covid recedes we're gonna have to we're gonna have to you know have have my my youngest Fiona. We're gonna have to have her on a on a crash course of 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 socializing. You know, just taking her out. You know, we're gonna have to take her to like Carnival or or like the Running of the Bulls or something. Something that's very populated. Speed baby dating, where the babies just sit there staring at each other, and then a little buzzer goes off. You switch to the next baby. Socially distanced Halloween is is coming. Judging from the decorations in my neighborhood, people are, are still down to celebrate. I don't think I'm gonna take my kids trick or treating though. It's like, well, how do you how do you give out candy? Because you can't leave a bucket out, because then there's a bunch of grimy hands will be reaching in, touching all those Mars bars and Snickers and uh uh-uh. uh. You need is one of those little um, air rifle that you just poof, poof, shoot out like <laughs> shoot out packets of M&Ms at, at the kids from from your porch. You lock the gate, you lock the fr- you lock the the front gate, you know? And just poof, 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 just pelting them out of those tiny zombies and those little those little witches. Or maybe have those like those little parachutes. I remember at the basketball games I'd go to in Cleveland, they would drop scratch and win instant lotto tickets from the ceiling and they'd put little tiny parachutes on them and they would just fall very slowly and people would go I mean, people would tear each other apart trying to get these scratching wins, and then they scratch it off. And yes, you are a loser. So I could do that with um, little lollipops. What if I went through all that trouble? Just just the most elaborate way of pandemic-friendly candy hanging out, but you just did it for like an apple or a box of raisins. How pissed would you be if a kid like I went out? I went out in a pandemic. You you're gonna give me good and plenties? I'd be so upset. My four-year-old, she wants to be uh, Elsa for Halloween. But she dresses up like Elsa 
every day, literally every day, she's got two different else addresses and she puts them on maybe 30% of the time demands to have her hair braided. She's got little heels. You can't talk a kid out of a costume. You, you really can't. I guess the only thing that's left up to chance is who's going to be Anna. I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm auditioning for the, for the part of Anna. I just keep on singing for the first time in forever next to her, hoping that she picks me dressing up every day. And then that's what you want to be on Halloween. That's like if Spider-Man went trick-or-treating as Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I, well, I already had the costume. Switch it up, Spidey. Halloween, but I'm already, I'm already singing, singing jingle bells to my daughter at night. I, I sing jingle bells to her. Jangle bells. I like to call it jangle bells. I sing jingle bells uh, twice a night. You know, I, I try to slow down the tempo a little bit so it's more bedtime friendly. I, uh, I sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in August. It's strange singing jingle bells in October, but it's no wonder that Walgreens and stores all put up their Christmas decorations the day after Halloween because they're just giving the kids what they want. Kids want to talk about Santa in, in April. I'm saying a lot of things to my daughter. Uh, the, uh, the theme from Frasier, of course. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling, the salad and scrambled eggs. Theme from Cheers. That one makes me tear up a little bit. Of course, the, uh, the X-Men animated series theme song. All right, we have a, a listener question. So this listener question is from Frank. Frank's got a, uh, a young baby at home, and he asks, how much is too much baby talk? I do a 50-50 mix of Goo Goo Gaga, and the other time I speak to them like they're adults. Great question, Frank. You know, I'm like you. I, I mix it up. I probably go a little too heavy on the real talk, especially when they're young. You know, I would sit out. We'd be sitting on the on our front porch, and my daughter, she's probably like two or three at the time, and she would just point to the moon, and she'd be like, moon. They're like, yeah, honey, that's that's right. It's the moon. And, you know, we call that a, a waning gibbous, right? Sometimes the moon's waxing. Sometimes it's waning. That's a waning gibbous, honey. And And the moon doesn't actually glow. That's... That's the light of our, our sun reflecting off the moon. And, and it rotates around the earth because because of the, the earth's mass. It, it has a gravitational pull. And, and she's just like, moon. Like, yeah, that the moon landing was fake. But don't tell Buzz Aldrin that. He will punch you in the face. So I think simple, especially for the young kids. Like if you're actually trying to teach them specific words, I think it's keep it simple. Like we try, I try to teach my one-year-old like, oh, do you want more, more? And, uh, you know, mama, dada, all that stuff. Like the simple words, I think, I think keeping that simple and being focused as far as like when you're teaching them, you know, we're like, we'll just go around in a circle like mama, dada, and then Francis, her sister, and then Fiona, right? And you just do that 5 million times. But I think... Uh, you know, I also talk to them like an adult because kids' minds are just sponges and they pick it up and hopefully 
you know, they use context clues and they grow up to be smarter than me. Which is the goal. Which is the goal of, of this podcast. I hope you all become smarter than me. All right, it's time to, to bring on our guest today. Um, she is a, a very, very funny comedian. Um, she's uh, been on Conan, wrote for Comedy Central. She's on Chelsea Lately. It's also kind of a follow-up podcast because our second guest was, was Will Miles um, when he was expecting his child. And now we have uh, today's guest, his partner, Julia Razi. Very hilarious comedian, and now we get her perspective now that they've had the baby, you know, what it's like um, during COVID, giving birth, being pregnant during COVID. Um, so that was really interesting to learn about that, as well as um, just, you know, some some great stories, and um, we, we had a really nice talk. So without further ado, here she is, Julia Razi. So that's a really it's like a little Wayne song that your your podcast will just start with the lighter flick. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. We can talk about weed on this. I don't care. Will, Will and I cover that pretty good, but um <laughs> Hi. 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 Welcome uh welcome <laughs> to our our very special guest, uh, Julia Razi. Sorry, I'm coughing. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, we can also wait if you. Um... No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Let me. Let me get to start again too, so I don't cough or anything. Okay. Hello and and welcome and we're welcoming. Hold on, let me start because I forgot how to talk. I'm not even high and I forgot how to talk. Hey everybody, I'm here with Julia Razi. Hello. And Roper. Yes, Mrs. Roper, my dog. Mrs. Roper. And um, thank you so much for for being on on the podcast. Yeah, this is it, it's almost like we had uh, your partner Will on uh-huh. earlier, and he we got him pre pre baby, and now oh, we okay. have you post baby. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a follow up, yeah. almost like a you know where are they now? Yeah, and <laughs> we're in the same place. Yeah, same same. same yeah, we spot. can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I like to I like to start at the very beginning, Julia. What is your first memory in my life? The first, yeah, the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, I remember being in my crib. So I must have been. When do you stop being in a crib? Eh, depends on. How <laughs> like a little old, like probably toward the end of the yeah, year three, crib. four, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I have two. Ma- I don't know which one is earlier, but one I is I'd love to hear them both. I had, uh, I remember having a nightmare that an, an orangutan <laughs> was taking me out of my crib. Oh, no, I don't know why that nightmare stuck with me so hard At that, because it's terrifying. Yeah, and then I woke up and and then my mom was picking me up out of the crib, and of course, that startled me, and then. Um, oh, wait, no, I guess that is my earliest memory, because my other memory, I was in a bed. So that was it. Wow. So yeah. an orangutan, do you do you remember <laughs> anything else that, like, may have caused the orangutan, or is that... No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we went to, like, Barnum & Bailey Circus or something <laughs> that day. I just remember it was... There was a huge ape of sorts at my bed. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a kind of a terrifying first memory. It all starts with, with night terrors. Yeah. (laughs) My whole life is all explained by that, that very early nightmare. 
Oh boy. So you've you've been suffering from anxiety for yeah. a long time. Yeah. No, that's um that's fun. What's what's that other memory that you had? Oh, the other memory was okay, so I remember I was in a bed at this point cuz I used to share bed I used to share a bedroom with my sister and we had like our mm-hmm. beds, you know, next to each other with a end table in the middle and I threw up in bed. And so my mom came in to get me and brought me out into the kitchen. And my, my sister woke up as well. She was four years older. And my mom started bouncing me on her leg to calm me down. Uh-huh. And then I puked all over my mom's <laughs> legs, which caused my mom to puke all over the floor. <laughs> and then my dad used to work nights. He used to be an electrical engineer at the uh, on the the subway station in Boston. So my mom is, my, I puke, my mom pukes. And my mom goes right there. She's like, Ellen, can you get some paper towels and clean this up? <laughs> so my poor, like, oh, no. I don't know, seven-year-old sister is just like, why? And just cleaning up vomit. <laughs> I mean, my mom eventually helped her, but, like, at first, yeah. yeah, I just remember that very distinctly. And I've had many, and now I'm like, man, the amount of people that have been like, wait till your kid starts puking, like, oh. it's the worst. It's, yeah, especially when they start eating things that smell. Yeah, because, like, poop? I don't know. You kind of get desensitized to the smell of poop. There's shit in the street. We mm-hmm. lived in New York. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Yeah. But puke? Puke, yeah. Puke has its own yeah. distinct, rancid. Yeah. That's and, and has your sister forgiven you for this? Yeah, I, she doesn't really remember she, it as okay. much as I do. I think she probably blocked it out. And then that was one of those ones where I had to, like, fact check it quite a bit. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was real. That's true. Yeah. Because I, I, I have several memories where I'm like... Did this happen? And my my parents are like, no, we were never in Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, maybe that's from Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I was a real pukey kid, though. I used to get, like, car sick all the time, mm. like, sick at the carnivals. I used to throw up when I was scared. When I first got my own room, I was scared to sleep in my own room, so I would just puke. I mean, and then I was bulimic as a young adult. Oh, my you gosh. Know? So I just kind of had a natural knack for vomiting. Just um, vomiting's always been there for you, Yeah, huh? no wonder my teeth are rotten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I open my mouth, I have no teeth. You're like, Julia, yeah, Julia, no what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, she just took out her dentures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, well, that's the, my favorite uh, early memory so far yeah. <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Just, it's like an SNL sketch where the, someone just sees someone else puking and starts puking. Oh yeah, it's a, it's one of one of the greats. Yeah, um, that that's so funny. Um, so puking has always been there, kind of to comfort you. Is did you ever have like a blankie or like a comfort item? I had, um, and I I have it actually in my daughter's room. It's this little stuffed animal brown dog that I would like take most places. What's the that dog's was, name? I don't know that it had one. Really? You just Maybe it did and I forgot. I think I just called it like Doggy. Mm-hmm. And I also had a Raggedy Ann doll that I took everywhere, but I don't know where that went. But the dog I still have. I love that dog. That's great. Did, yeah. So you took it everywhere? How, how old? What was the oldest you remember like taking it around? I have no idea. No idea. I, was, I remember being in like first grade and sneaking my blankie into school and the teacher told my mom and really told your mom yeah because i would sneak it out in class and sniff it (laughs) and you got in trouble for that i think she thought the other kids were gonna see it and and beat me up or something so she was trying to look out for me but still still a snitch (laughs) that's cool so you you grew up um your your parents are italian immigrants yep they're both from italy they came separately they came separately they met here 
in the U.S. And then they had me and my sister. That's so exciting. And you got in grew up in Boston. What what was your parents like parenting style? Like, was it more <laughs> free? I mean, whatever stereotypes you have about Italians. <laughs> that's I mean so loud so loud, loud okay. but everything was loud like the yelling was loud the laughing was loud I remember so my dad um, was also a property owner and he owned I they live in a one family now but I grew mm-hmm. up in a two family up until like I think I was in third grade or something and uh there was this one night my dad and I were laughing so hard and he was like slamming his hand on the table and like I was jumping up and down. I was like seven or something. And our neighbors came up to complain. No way. And my dad was like, I own this house. And like got like, <laughs> see, like really flexed. But like everything, like I always just, cause I grew up in uh, Belmont, Massachusetts, okay. which uh, Mitt Romney used to live there. Ah. So just to kind of give you it, it's a tricky okay so it was like a very upper white middle class neighborhood and i'm you know white is italian caucasian whatever mm-hmm. but like there is i don't know we were like working class like immigrants mm-hmm. and like my whole street at in my mind i don't even know if this is true but i felt like it was just very like affluent white mm-hmm. and so i kind of like the visual i've always had of my upbringing is like you know, beautiful house with like, you know, what is it? 2.5 children mm-hmm. and dog. And, you know, Johnny takes out the garbage. And then my house is just like, uh, like a, a boom box cartoon, <laughs> just like vibrating so loud. And, um, you know, I got smacked for sure. I mean, that's yeah, very, okay. it, but if you're an immigrant, it's not child abuse. No, it's I... totally okay. Um, you know, shame, guilt, oh, what's yeah. the matter with you, dummy? Um, but then, like, super overprotective, um, very much like like for Easter. My mom would just put, like, $20 bills in plastic Easter eggs. <laughs> like, just, Easter's you know. such a big deal to, to Catholics. Yeah. And, and just so, I don't know, like, they, like, like, it was, like, heart, like, love was, like, intense, but also, like, fighting was intense. Mm-hmm. So... You know, definitely dysfunctional, but but also, I don't know, like um, like most families, like yeah. right. And so I guess their parenting style was just like yelling, <laughs> uh, yelling threats. Uh, yeah. That's so much. It sounds like a a, a fun, a lively household to, to be in. Did, were you were you repelled by it? Like, did you try to like hole up in your room to escape it, or did you just kind of embrace it, or did it kind of? go in, in, in waves? I would say waves like, I think when I was younger I mean when I was younger I hammed it up I mm-hmm. was like total ham like you know t- like did bits and like my family's really funny mm-hmm. um, I think when I was a teenager you know probably starting around like 12 13 and when I started to be able to be like understand psychology a little bit and like <laughs> challenge my dad and be like um actually you know like mm-hmm. I don't think that in that's when I feel like it got a little bit more tense um but I don't know like even whenever even my family was m- the most fucked up even like in the most fucked up moments we still there would always be like a comedic relief at some point like mm-hmm. even if it was like bad like bad bad there would it would eventually get funny which obviously coping mechanism. Uh-huh. Um, but I also appreciated that because like in all my like in my you know marriage, like we will have a disagreement and then we'll eventually tease each other after. And it's just like, I don't know, just it makes 
that's how I like to operate. I'm going to make sure I don't do it too much with my kid, though. <laughs> like, I want to be, like, balanced about it. That Well, I guess that kind of leads us into, so you have a, a, a beautiful young daughter. Uh-huh. And um, and that that's a question is, what, yeah, what, why? what, what, no, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I what mean, are you thinking? I know, I mean, honestly, no. Yeah. People have, have said that to you, though, right? Like, why do I have a kid? Yeah, like, uh, times are so terrible how could you bring did yeah, someone say that to you you're... someone um it was a stranger you know like if or not even directly to me just sort of that sentiment of like it's such a terrible time and yeah but also like it's you know my mom was born my, my both my parents were born during Mussolini you know like in the 40s <laughs> this is pretty similar exactly with Stella. yeah yeah you're, you're just mom, carrying on the tradition I know every time I complain to my mom she's like oh I remember well she was too young to remember because my mother told me she carried me through the streets because of the bombs were going off and I'm like yeah like I'm trying to watch tv and <laughs> the baby's like oh eh, you know <laughs> Gosh, that is. Have they already started trumping you with, with um, it's hard to say trumping. I know. I just got like having, really. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Has, has she tried to one up you at all on like you're like oh this baby thinks so hard and then she'll be like oh yes no. well. No, my mom because they my mom really wasn't expecting me to have a kid. I was mm. pretty much like didn't think I was going to, and so she just keeps. I mean, also it's all over Facetime. Okay. So yeah. you really my interactions with her and my kid are mostly just like her, like going crazy over my child, <laughs> you know, like, cause she can't she get meet up her and yet. Stomp and I mean, she just, <laughs> she's like, can't get over how beautiful and cute she is, you know? And cause she's, she's so just like, she's like, Oh, I just want to like, I want to hold, uh, you know, like, and she's just like, she's like, Ma, you want to, and like, whenever the baby's like, Ma, you want to dance? Ma, look at this baby. She want to dance. And she's just like throwing her arms in the air. Um, oh. I mean, that really is how my mom sounds. Uh, it's no, not just. I know, but I, I, I just want to keep asking questions about her so <laughs> to make you do the voice. It's so... but I know. She sounds like the count from Sesame Street. She's like, one, the one, the baby. Uh, uh. <laughs> but, uh, no, she doesn't. If anything, she's been like amazing and telling me what a. She just keeps telling me what a great mom I am, which is just like, it's so nice to hear mm-hmm. because I had so much fear in the past about having kids and also I wasn't like I said like she wasn't really expecting me she wasn't waiting on me to have one yeah so she's just so joyful were you were you just like I'm definitely not having kids or you just never like felt like it I suppose or or Uh, never seemed right it wasn't a definitely at all Mm -hmm. it was more I don't know like I'm I'm a cool aunt and you know I got two two nieces and I had sort of and I you know, I'm divorced and I had a relationship after that that wasn't so great. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, like, when I got married the first time, I got married. I, I love my ex as a human. It just wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I went through with it was because I was almost 30 and I felt like that's what you're supposed to do. And so I wanted to not do that with kids. Um, and I also, you know, like a lot of my life has been spent like traveling for stand up and mm-hmm. going out at night. And I also just thought I was kind of too fucked up to, ha- I was like, I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up this kid, you know, whatever, all that stuff. And then 
um, you know, as I got older, I started thinking about it more and then feeling afraid that I missed my window, mm-hmm. um, which is just in more, I guess like I was more upset about how unfair it is to be a woman that you have this short window and also you're the one that has to get pregnant. You know, it's, yeah. it's biology. It's, it is so unfair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I bet I, you are. Um, and but I, I think men don't realize the, like when you're a guy and you're like mid late twenties, you don't realize that there's like a biological, there's a, there is a clock on it. So like, yeah. and I think it's unfair of men to string women along about like not having kids. It's like, they only have a certain amount of time. And yeah. Well, like early thirties, I started to feel the biological clock thing. Mm-hmm. And I was with not the ex-husband, the ex in the middle. And I started being like, maybe we should have a kid. And like, I'm so glad we didn't. Cause it was purely chemical that mm-hmm. I was saying that it wasn't, I didn't want it in retrospect. It would have been a disaster. Um, but then when I met Will, my husband, uh, I saw him interacting with kids and he's like a baby whisperer. Like we would be out <laughs> on a date and I'd be like, are you even listening to me? And like, I'd look over my shoulder and there's like an infant and he's just like dancing with the baby <laughs> across the room. And I, it kind of just opened me up more to be like, Oh, Oh, well, I, I would want to do it with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I could be a good mom maybe with him if we have our energies kind of balancing each other out. And then, you know, we got a dog and that was like a gateway drug they to kids. They are gateway drugs. Yeah, because I was like, I liked the feeling of taking care of something. And then, um, yeah, I got pregnant and I wasn't, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a geriatric or what do they call it? Advanced maternal age. Yeah. So I wasn't sure and it worked out and it's probably going to be one and yeah. That's uh, well, that's, I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. It's like two just great people and you're right. You're, I think your energies are going to like mix perfectly and your baby's so cute. Are you, what, are you, are you, you just took a deep breath no, and are no, you worried no. about yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a. Like, I guess my answer to your question earlier, I don't even know if I answered it, was, like, I guess my attitude about kids was always, like, if it's meant to be, mm-hmm. it'll happen. Um, and I guess it was. But, yeah, I do think our energies will, like, I've already kind of seen it with our, our parenting. Um, you know, we're both figuring it out. But there's definitely, like, things that I'm learning from him and I think he's learning from me or things that we're each good at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I find that you kind of figure out, yeah, what, because each partner is, like, good at one thing. And the other one, like Lauren's very good at planning and, and making sure X and X and X are done. Oh, really? And, like... The wife? <laughs> That's weird. That's what I'm good at. Odd. But, you know, I'm doing the dishes. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, men are, are dumb. Um, but. <laughs> Do you keep a calendar? Yes. Oh, yeah. I guess you sent me a, a calendar invite. I can send you a calendar invite. Yeah. Did, did the alarm go off? I did. I got an okay. alarm Phew. five minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I have to because I'm an I'm an idiot. No. So I forget all things. I have to. You're just a man. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. I th- yeah. Because well, you know, this is also why our relationship works. You know, kid aside, uh, one of the reasons why I knew this relationship was gonna, I think, be last um, <laughs> is, um, because we have very different anxieties. Mm-hmm. Like we both have anxiety. I think most people do, but they're completely polar up op- about like, I don't think we have any of the same anxieties. 
I don't know if I've ever heard Will's anxieties before. Oh my god, I hear about them all the time. I them. <laughs> You're the only one who knows them. I know. Well, because I does he whisper them to you? I know. He's like, hey, yeah. uh, no, because I see them. He is way more hypochondriac, mm. way more anxious about danger. Mm, yes, and like he's you know during this quarantine. I mean, he still wipes down all the groceries, take out food, like way more about like health and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't handle, I don't know if this is an anxiety or just a preference. Like he can't, like any kind of, anything remotely close to multitasking. Like if he's doing something and I ask him a question, he's like, are you kidding me? Like he like can't, (laughs) he can't handle two things at once. It gives him tons of anxiety and he doesn't like to plan too far ahead. I'm, I love planning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love multitasking. I don't have a lot of fear about health and danger like i i do you know occasionally if i but like i'll like i don't know i'm a little bit more laid back about that my anxiety is mostly social Mm -hmm. as far as like or well it's it's I don't really have it now because I don't see anyone, but it was like, <laughs> so are people mad very at me? Relaxed. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, are people mad at me? Or did I do something wrong? Or like, it's all about sort of people pleasing yeah. a little bit more anxiety. And um, hmm. I guess like more personal, I don't know, self esteem stuff or whatever. But yeah. It's good. I have a healthy mix of all of your anxiety. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> well will says it's because he's black and so he grew up with a lot more like well he's always like i'm black and i grew up in chicago and i'm like you grew up in boys town (laughs) it was it was rougher back then. yeah it was rough um but but that's where he says and so i i do understand where some like it it feels legit i don't know yeah yeah i can uh, uh imagine that that w- that may up your anxiety levels a few points. <clears throat> um, are there any like traditions that your your parents had that you want to like carry on? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, hmm. Or just the yelling. The yelling? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah. want to yell as much. Um, man. Well, I guess like. Even know if what tri- like I guess we had the tooth are, like the tooth fairy like is that okay. what you well you know or did you guys do anything special on a holiday or oh, or, or okay, okay, yeah. a so special s- way to celebrate birthdays or or just Sun- like yeah. Sundays was always like Ooh. family day okay um and in the in the summers we usually always went to the beach and it was a beach that had like an amusement park attached to it. And great. then uh, in the winters, we usually went to the mall on Sundays. <laughs> nice. And so I just liked that, like, every Sunday was sort of... And then we always had, uh, like, dinner, like a lunch dinner kind of around, you know, 4 o'clock or whatever, 5 o'clock. Um, so I like that. Um, we used to wa- go for a lot of walks, like, early evening in the summer. And Will and I have been doing that. So I guess we're already starting to do that. Uh I'll, I'll probably think of something. It's yeah. weird. Like we, I mean, our traditions were sort of like Christmas. We open mm-hmm. gifts. Thanksgiving, we have a turkey, you yeah. know? Did, I, did you have like a big, did, did you, uh, did you open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Oh, um, a mix. It oh, you, mm, it you would, got to open a couple on Christmas yeah, Eve and then. If I cried enough and like got <laughs> mad enough. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, L- Lauren, she loves to open presents as soon as they arrive at the house. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I want it to be my birthday. I want it to be after I like like blew out the candles on the cake. I'm I'm a stickler, and I make everybody sit at the dinner table. And her family didn't really have family dinners, but my oh, family, to we to eat or to open presents to eat to eat. Okay, just in general, like every night. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, our tradition, like, I don't feel like we had any hard, fast traditions. We just, because, like, some Christmases we would have, you know, just my uncle and Mm -hmm. grandmother over, and then another Christmas we would go to a cousin's house. Like, so we sort of, yeah, I don't know, nothing was, like, really. Hey, family day sounds great. Yeah, family day was pretty cool. (laughs) I want to join you guys on family day. I used to get car sick a lot on family day. (laughs) I bet. Yeah. Oh, gosh, puking (laughs) up that cotton candy you had at at the shore. Ugh. What uh, what was Boston's shore like? Um, we used to go up to New Hampshire or Maine, okay. um, and but then there was this Nantasket Beach, which I guess is Massachusetts, and it had a carnival attached to it. But now I think most of the carnivals like were gone. Hmm. I don't know. That used to it seemed like a more common thing when I was younger of like beaches having boardwalks. I mean, I guess beaches still do, but like I don't know. This one I think is. Yeah, I think boardwalks were definitely from an era like in the yeah. past, but it's it's th- there's some holdouts in especially the Northeast. I I feel like yeah, they are they like a, New a Jersey, thing of the past. I mean, well, I just like Cleveland where I'm from used to have boardwalks. They don't have boardwalks anymore, but yeah. like New Jersey still has lots of, of boardwalks and and I'm sure Nantasket. Yeah, Nantasket Beach. Oh, we used to play bingo a lot. Ooh. And checkers. Nice. Would you yeah. go to the bingo hall? No. Okay. At home. I like when on New Year's Eve. Who got to spin the uh Uh <laughs> I think we just shook it in a in a like a jar or something. But um New Year's Eve we always got Chinese food. Nice. And played bingo. That's a great that's and then, better than any party you can I go know. to. <laughs> and I would always get like a little bit of champagne and be like, I'm drunk and like Pat, my face feels hot. Um but I was also drinking uh my mom called it pink seven up. Uh huh. Like I would drink a seven up when I was like, I don't know, four and she would put a little bit of red wine in it to make it pink. Mm-hmm. We're Italian. There's like a jug of No, red wine. you know, we had a I went to school high school with a girl, her her family were immigrants. And they, she had wine mm-hmm. with dinner in high school. Oh, yeah. And you know what? She was at the parties. She was not acting like a drunk asshole because she's like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's actually a pretty uh, smart way to uh, to approach things because yeah. sometimes I feel like kids, if they don't have it for a long time, then they want to go like really hard and, and party. I guess I was a strange combination because I had access to it and then I still was an asshole but it was because i was in college and i was like trying to get guys to like me and i was like oh i'm drunk enough you know maybe i won't hate myself um yeah those are fun times great times yeah oh boy do i miss that (laughs) so you were you did your pregnancy and gave birth during covid yes so that can we can we talk about that course, a little bit? Yeah. That, that sounds like um, for when did you find out the COVID hadn't hit, right? No, I oh, found out I was pregnant yeah. in November. Okay. And um, it's funny because I did so I I did my first spot on Conan in November, and I have a joke in my set that I did about baby wipes uh-huh. and like the pullout method, <laughs> and I name my fake children in it, and I I named Stella in oh. it. <laughs> And I, I was, I didn't know I was pregnant when I did it, no when I did way. my set. Yeah. Cause I think I found out like a few days later. 
Holy cow. And I was like, oh, cool. So, like, she was with me for my, my set, which I just think is, like, <laughs> the cutest. But so I found her in November. Uh, yeah, beginning of November. And then, um, you know, for Christmas, we went home. We visited my family. And then mm-hmm. we went and visited Will's family. And so we told them in person. Well, I guess because we, yeah, at that point, it was, like, almost two months. So we felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they saw the sonogram. But, like, I wasn't showing then. Mm-hmm. And then that's the last time. They've seen they saw me so it was weird because I was like you know sending photos home and like doing FaceTime my belly is growing and I just I was really sad for a lot of it just and I know it's like such a small thing but like I just wanted my mom to like feel the baby kick it was just something yeah that's and tough. it was you know people always make jokes or like oh when you're pregnant everyone wants to touch your belly I'm like I would have killed for that because <laughs> when I was really Poppin', mm-hmm. you know. Let's see. It was like November, December, January, February, March. Like March. So it was about five months. Wow. And that was like right when COVID was hitting. And I remember the last time I was like in true public, I did like my last stand-up set at the Comedy Store, March 11th, and I showed up with a mask and gloves. And it was the first time that like my stomach was kind of showing. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and even if it wasn't, I was like kind of going to people being like, "Look, like I," <laughs> and people were like why are you wearing a mask and gloves i'm like because this is serious and then two days later lockdown was announced and i had this beautiful glowing skin and no one to compliment me Uh, well may i just say you had wonderful skin (laughs) it's still glowing but it was weird because i almost it almost felt like i don't know like a lot because a lot of people didn't see me when i was super pregnant and Mm -hmm. so it feels like it was not fake, obviously, but I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It was just a weird thing. Yeah, if a, if to a not... tree falls in the woods, exactly. Did it ha- you know? Did it fall? So. But then there were some really nice pluses to that. Um, so I had a lot of free time, <laughs> as we all did. Uh, I would take the longest baths, and I would like sit in the tub, and I would like sing to her, and just, you know, I was doing everything I can to kind of just be calm and peaceful because Mm -hmm. the world felt so uncertain and chaotic but Will and I have talked a lot about the fact that like for a good portion of my pregnancy it was just the three of us and the dog uh, home and so it wasn't like I was going to shows or an office where like I hated my coworker. Mm -hmm. so my child in my body didn't really hear a lot of conflict while they were inside me and so they only heard me and her father's voice and we laugh a lot <laughs> you know like we yeah. weren't and we especially were not arguing during quarantine what is there to argue about we're like oh are we gonna die you know like it was just a lot of like being silly and laughing so I do wonder if that I don't know will somehow affect her in a positive way because again like you know she only heard our voices I think it. I think it might. Oh, and every show on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, those are all the voices she heard. <laughs> um, that well, I'm I'm glad that you were able to not, not turn it into a positive experience, but that it it was positive for you, and that's good. Because I myself, I might I would freak out. A that I was pregnant, but but B that like COVID was happening. And well, the yeah, world is collapsing, but you you. You just don't, it's good that you don't get anxiety in in that way. I mean, I do. I have moments, but like I have to think that way or else, I mean, I cried a lot. Like, you know, I had my moments of freaking out. Mm -hmm. Like the first time 
when we when it started to be that that Will couldn't come with me into the doctor's appointments, yeah, and yeah. I had to do the sonogram on FaceTime. Like that was really sad. Um, there was a brief period where they were like, we don't know if he's going to be able to, he might only be able to come to the birth and then have to leave and wow. you'd have to stay overnight alone. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that was really upsetting. Um, luckily it didn't happen. I had to wear a mask while I gave birth. Yeah. How, what was the, the process like when you, when it was time to deliver? Well, so I ended up being induced, okay. um, two weeks early cause there was some like, just, uh, the heartbeat was they were a little mm-hmm. concerned it happens yeah no that happened with with my youngest oh, that's or right. my oldest yeah and my youngest it, we have some premature babies but yeah uh, yes. and um so we went to the hospital you know i mean it, it wasn't that the actual hospital was fine because the people that have covid were in a different section mm-hmm. we're just in the maternity ward and so you know they take your temperature whatever whatever but luckily at that point it was um Will was able to stay with me, but I didn't realize we were going to be there for, I guess, what, six days? Oh, wow. Five nights, because she ended up being in the NIC. I think, it, yeah, like, she ended up being in the NICU for a few days, because during the induction, I developed a fever, and that mm. caused an infection, and they wanted to be sure that her temperature was okay. It was all pretty much precautionary. Mm-hmm. It was not super serious, but I also... I don't know what's going on at that point. So we're just like freaking out. And the NIC is a very sad place. It is, yes. You know, and um, and then we got home. And thank God for our circle of friends here. I mean, like we had so many people like reach out, like, do you need anything? Like people brought us food, like people that like I'm not even super close. Like I didn't even know they knew my last name. Like we're like, I have a gift for you. Can I drop it off? Like it was... And I think part of that too, I don't, maybe that would have happened. There wasn't a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, I know we have wonderful friends, but I am. I wouldn't have come by. Yeah, I know you <laughs> wouldn't have. No, but I do wonder if some of the sort of, you know, acquaintances mm-hmm. um, came out because everyone's been like looking for something to do that's positive. And like a baby, even when the world feels like it's on fire, is a positive. Yeah, bringing some you know, joy to this. And so people like, I mean, up until this point, even now, I mean, it's almost three months, I'll get texts from people and they're like, hey, can you like send me a picture? I just, I'm feeling really down because I don't put her online. And um, I'm like, yeah, whatever you need. It's, it's, I mean, I do feel bad for the dog because it used to be of my dog. And now I'm like, get out of here. Uh, oh, yeah. But um, so, yeah, that, but, you know, then we got home and it started to sink in that like our parents weren't here to help i mean that would have been the case anyways because they live across the country but they were supposed to visit luckily our siblings have visited but you know it's Mm -hmm. um it is weird to be across the country from your family and have a child and then add the fact that you don't know when you can see your family again yeah that's that's very tough we we just took a cross-country road trip because you know our um our youngest she had never met her great grandmother and she's mm. almost a year and it was just like and you know great grandmothers you you you're on borrowed time so yeah. it's it's i would say that's for for us it's been very difficult but so we we just luckily we didn't kill anyone yeah <laughs> i mean we've we've toyed with the idea of flying back i don't know we'll see we'll see 
I mean, you can't plan anything. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and I guess another positive has been, uh, you know, any work that's come our way has been from home. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, most of my work up until having the baby was live performance mm-hmm. or like, you know, comedy related TV appearance kind of stuff. And that's all not happening. I mean, not, not to discredit Zoom shows, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, boy, oh, boy, do I love doing an IG show for seven people. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they kind of are, I guess. I don't know what's happening. But, uh, <laughs> so I haven't really had a lot of work, and so it's kind of been nice because there's nothing to feel, like, FOMO about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really feel bad for my friends who have been having to homeschool. Like people are like, Oh my God, it must be so hard for you with a newborn. I'm like, no, I mean, I just got to feed her, change her and have her go to sleep. Like I don't have to do math lessons. Yeah. The, my kids are a little too young to be like serious school children, but it's, it's, it's rough having them and working full time. Yeah. I will say the one good thing is now working from home is like normalized and as well as having a family in a workplace i feel like you didn't i mean you talked about your kids a little bit but like it wasn't really accepted to be like hey i, I gotta go take care of my kids but now you know you're on the yeah. calls and your kid just walks in and everyone's just like oh yeah yeah fine yeah they have to be i mean this is this is still going it's still on. going on <laughs> seven months please vote everyone Please. <laughs> Please. We vote. won't tell you which way to vote, but yeah, I think just, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, you, yeah, and you've chosen not to share your uh, child's image on, on social media. Yeah. Um, and my, my cousin did the same thing. What went into that decision? Uh, well, Will and I talked about it, I, I think, even before I ever got pregnant. Just mm-hmm. sort of like in – because we've talked about it as far as like – when we got married, our relationship, um, Will's a lot more private than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I, my comedy and writing and stuff tends to be a lot more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say being with Will, I've kind of been learning. I used to sort of just put everything out there, um, unedited. And I, I think after like doing the, or my podcast with Will and just sort of, I don't know, I've been a little bit more selective about what I want to share or make or figuring out why I'm sharing it if that you know yeah not yeah. just to share and Will doesn't share as much and so we I don't know I think if if we didn't have public profiles it would maybe be different I just you know whatever anyone wants to do that's their prerogative but I just I've had my own um like anxiety issues with social media I'm like way better now but I did go through a period of like feeling very addicted feeling very Mm -hmm. like needing the validation feeling very affected by numbers like I'm I did a lot of work to kind of get out of that actually quarantine's kind of helped because there's like nothing to promote anymore (laughs) so I just set my podcast yeah except for podcast but I just like have fun now if if I use it and I don't keep any of it on my phone anymore I just download to post and so I was like you know if I feel this much anxiety as an adult I don't I know she's a baby and Mm -hmm. she won't feel it but I just don't want her to be a part of that and will also just as very like I don't know we just yeah I think it's a beautiful gift 
to on, not to not put your kids on there. Mm. And uh, also, I think I would probably annoy people because I would put twenty <laughs> pictures a day because she's so fucking cute. And anyone I know in real life who wants a picture, I everyone will, wants the Stella content. Oh, you can say her name. Everyone wants the Stella con- uh, content. Content, and I, but it's also been a really fun reason to interact, like to text with people. That's true. Yes, and like actually, you get check people in. texting you like, "Hey, yeah, I need a Stella I need picture that fix. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet baby." I put like her like little feet, and like I've tried to do it sort of artfully, where you can't really. That's I great. don't know. It's I, I like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Cur- I wonder when she'll decide to get online, or if she will. I there may be a, like a backlash to all this social media maybe the maybe the next generation will be off of all social media because we find out how much it ruins our brains well a couple of my friends who have older you know like uh, you know 12 13 year olds Mm -hmm. they've indicated that some of their kids feel that way like they're like oh this is like too much i don't know i went on tiktok the other day just because i was curious man did i get overwhelmed it's, it's it's a crazy. whole other beast. It's a lot of very white rich girls dancing to hip hop, <laughs> and then I don't know. I mean, I was like, I think I forget where I read this or who told me this, but when I was having a lot of anxiety about social media, someone was like, and I I feel bad I can't quote who it is. Um, said the way to maintain not feeling too crazy is to just pick one mm-hmm. that's like your main social media oh that's smart because to try to be like good at instagram and twitter uh, and tiktok and whatever it is you're gonna you're like spreading yourself too thin but if you just sort of have one that you kind of have the most fun with i guess then yeah which one do i have fun on hmm i don't know about fun, fun yeah yeah i like twitter because i get news but then sometimes it's like this is too much news i like twitter I like Twitter for me to put out content because it can reach like the most random people in the most random places and mm-hmm. like the re- the retweeting element of it has like, you know, built visibility or whatever. I don't like it on a week like this where I've been truly checking it like a slot machine to see news. Yes. And there's a certain item of news that we would all love yeah. to see. And <laughs> I also don't like when I am like, Oh, I got to think of a current events tweet because it'll, uh, and I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't want to, I'm tired, you know? <laughs> yeah. It seems like you're in a healthy place. Yeah. I is, feel pretty, I feel pretty. Okay. I feel 2020. Okay. You feel 20. I mean that, that is, it's, that's a miracle. It's a different kind of okay. It's definitely, the bar is very low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I have to ask you, what What animal print do you think Stella will wear the most in the future? Is this a specific question that you're asking me? This is specific, because you, okay, you're yeah. very stylish. Oh, thank you, you so much. Awesome. I guess I should preface my question. <laughs> People are like, huh, animal print, is she a hunter? No, yeah. um, uh, Ju- uh, Julia, one of the coolest dressers. Thank you. you got cool animal prints and like uh, like old school outfits and great looks. Are you are you excited to dress Stella? Has it already oh, begun? Yeah. I mean, it it one of the one of the hardest things about quarantine has been opening my closet and being like, I guess I'll wear this thing again because I'm just it's all comfort and like mm-hmm. I don't know. Easy. Well, also it's been sweltering in LA. It's yeah. finally getting cool. 
although it's going to go back up to 90 next week. <laughs> uh, so it's just been about like, what is the thinnest, most comfortable mm-hmm. elastic waist thing that I own? Um, but uh, yeah, well, it was funny because before she was even born, between hand-me-downs and gifts, I got so much cheetah <laughs> and leopard print items, and I love them all, but I was like, oh man, I am forcing a personality on her. <laughs> But it's been kind of a bummer because she has these, like, really cute outfits. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll put her in them to take a photo. But, but then, then yeah. we just send them to our parents. And that's it. There's, like, nowhere for her to get all dressed all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> that's the life of Julia and Stella. You know, it's just been. Uh, yeah, and they only fit for, like, six weeks. Yeah, and, like, five minutes. Oh. I mean, we, you know, sometimes Will and I get crazy and we'll do, like, a Target pickup. Uh, but they bring it out to our car, so it's not even like we're going out. We'll go for a walk around the neighborhood, but you guys are very cautious, which is gr- which is great. Yeah, uh, I mean, we went to we went to Trader Joe's okay. a couple weeks ago. Will's brother was in town, so we didn't want to take the baby. She still has to get her second round of shots. Oh, okay, yes. So, and I know that has nothing to do with COVID, but I just no, it makes sense. You know, um, but also like there's not, you know, we'll go to a friend's house here and there. Mm-hmm. But where's there to go? I don't There's even know where to go. go. Yeah, uh, Lauren's mom came into town a couple months back, stayed with us for a little while. Took all the tests, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, she's like, why don't, you, why don't you two go out? And we were like, we just, like, walked around the block. And we are like, walking around the neighborhood. And we're like, oh, everything's closed. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, we, we have a babysitter for the first time in six months. And uh, well, let's go back home. Yeah, I don't – I'm not – I'm probably a little bit more open to, like, going someplace outside and having a drink. Yeah. Uh, Will's paranoia won't let him. Um, I would like to go to the drive-in movie theater. Mm. But I I would do it if we had someone to watch the baby. Okay. She could probably come. She'd probably sleep. But then what if she didn't? What if she didn't? Yeah. There are some good movies out. Actually, there's nothing out. But you can go see see, uh, Ted Lasso in driving really i don't think so but you we i went to i went to one and it was um texas chainsaw massacre it was like a horror double feature so i think there's a lot of that like uh themed classic kind of movies you know i don't know where i mean we went to the beach we tried taking stella to the beach how'd that go not great Uh, baby yeah i had a little tent but i didn't have an umbrella And so she was kind of just sitting in the tent because al- it's only for a baby. Yeah, so she yeah. was just in the tent alone, and me and Will had our heads in the tent. And then it was, it was just like our butts. <laughs> sticking. I would love to walk by. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what are these two people doing yeah. with their heads in a tent? Yeah, we just had our heads in a tent, our butts sticking out, and no umbrella. Oh. And then I was like, I guess I'll just, I love uh, ocean hair. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted I just wanted to get oh, my yeah. hair wet and so get but it was nice curls. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. freezing cold <laughs> and the waves were vicious. Oh like gosh. and I'm terrified of the ocean. So it was like a bad combination all around. So I just was like dipping my head in the water and trying to get it in and I was like, "All right, that's a wrap on the beach." So I think we were there for about 40 minutes. 45 minutes. So the drive back and forth was longer, but the drive was fun. It was just nice to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about doing an overnight at some point. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, is she going to be able to sleep in a different, because we yeah. have the, uh, do you know what the snoo is? I've heard of the snoo. Some people Woo! say the snoo is, changes yeah. lives. I don't know what life is like without the snoo. <laughs> so you don't want to know. I don't. I mean, we didn't have the snoo the first month. Mm-hmm. 
but she was also you know so small and then we got it and it is pretty cool for those of you who don't know what the snoo is and yes, this is not no. sponsored by the snoo but maybe it could maybe be. it could be it's a bassinet that rocks sort of like back and forth and it makes um, it has a white noise machine built into it and you can put it as like level one two three four we have it so it can't go above level two because it is terrifying at level four <laughs> and you you swaddle your kid in like a straight jacket it looks like a straight jacket and they get rocked to sleep and if and it can like it sensors if they're getting fidgety and upset and it'll like you know kind of kick it up a notch oh but we don't let it kick it up too many notches because i was like oh god like it was just like <laughs> she's just it looked like um she's being possessed it was like whoa, 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 like back and forth um but and then it will on your phone it'll give you an alert it'll be like no you gotta get in here oh wow yeah like we can't calm her down but I, we i we always go in there before it gets to that point because we have the monitor on and i just know when That's she's amazing. just when, throw her in the snooze head to the bar yeah and be like <laughs> Well, this news says we have to go home. Yeah, I mean, she still wakes up, but it, it keeps her, you know, ever since we got it, she'll sleep for, you know, three, four hours stretches mm-hmm. at night. Um, it's just, she's a real gassy baby, so. Ooh, is she, it, she cry or? No, she doesn't really cry from the gas. It's just her, like, in the middle of the night, you just hear thud, thud, because <laughs> she's slamming her legs down like a wrestler, <laughs> just being like, farts, get out. <laughs> Did you have a gassy baby? Yeah, we um we had the little gas drops that we would, we would yes. give her, and um, we've had some gassy babies. We have a gassy dog too. Yeah, ga- I mean, well, because they're and, little developed, their systems yeah. aren't developed. What do you expect? But it is like it is. I can't believe the loudness and like sonic booms <laughs> that come out of a something that's like 11, 12 pounds. It is incredible the amount of noise that a baby can generate. Yeah. I feel like Fiona's really finding her voice right now. And yeah. she was screaming when I left. I was like, I gotta go record a podcast. Sorry, Lauren. So. Does she is she scream so like with Stella for the most part mm-hmm. and I feel bad if this is a brag, but for the most part, she cry like her cries are very much like, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I need to be changed. Like Yes. Like it's they're they're not kind of just sort of for no, every, every not now random. Every now and then and then it ends up being like a big fart or she's so <laughs> like sometimes the, the mind fuck is when she's so tired, but she's so fidgety because mm-hmm. she's so overtired and you're like, I don't know why you're crying. And then I've started to almost like not restrain her, but like snuggle her so tight where mm-hmm. I'm just like, you go to sleep yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put her in a little <laughs> chokehold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to sleep. I put the yeah, pacifier yeah. in her mouth and she's like, yeah. <laughs> and it feels so mean, but it, but then she's out no, it's, in a second. You, you know, those are, you always have to develop a couple tricks to get your kid to bed, depending on, you know, what it yeah. is. Well, I've, I've luckily had pretty good sleepers so far. And we just kind of retrained, re-sleep trained Fiona because she was, resisting there for a minute it wasn't crazy i'd get up like once or twice but um but now she's back to sleeping through the night knock on wood when does that start um it depends so some babies will will just do it uh and then some babies will never do it uh you can sleep train them so you just let them scream and then they'll put themselves back it's very hard like lauren would have to go i'd send i actually the first time i did it she was out of town for work and for like two nights so i did it when she was away and I think that's why I didn't take because it needed to be a couple nights longer how did you 
How could you handle I'm, it? I've gotten pretty good at ignoring the cries of my children. <laughs> after I think all it's this a time. male thing. It is. It well, and like yeah, and um, especially if you're, I, I think especially if you're breastfeeding, you probably have like physical. I mean, either even if you're not, you're yeah. Women, I for for Francis, I sent her out of the house in Brooklyn. I was just like, all right, you go for an hour and come back when, you know, when she's asleep, I'll text you. Cause like she just couldn't, she can't, she's like in physical pain. Yeah. Do you, do you get that too? Do you like, I, I do, I do. I've gotten a little bit better with it. Mm -hmm. Well, at first I think for me, what it was, I would feel physical. I I feel very uncomfortable in my body when she Mm -hmm. was crying and I couldn't help her. But also part of it was, and Will is such a great dad, but I was like, is he doing the right thing? Cause I was just, (laughs) that was my anxiety. And it took a little bit of time for him to sort of be like, Hey Julia, like if she's crying and I got her, you got to trust me that I got this. And I'm like, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not been easy, but like there's been, you know, I'm like getting in the shower and I'm hearing her cry. And I would normally like go in the room and be like, is everything okay? Do you need me? <laughs> he's like, stop being a martyr. I'm like, I'm not being a martyr. I just <laughs> like, it aches in my soul. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. so I'm getting better at it but it's like you don't want to be so you don't want to be like very good at not no you know ignoring the cry i th- it, 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 pro- it was easier for the second child when i know that i know she's she's not she's okay she's safe like in her crib she's not hungry because i fed her she's like i know physically she can make it through a night without eating and she'll be okay like these are the things i have to repeat in my mind yeah kind of like a mantra of being like it's she's fine it's gonna be okay she's just gotta learn to put herself to sleep but you're also i find that the kids who can sleep through the night are the kids who sleep in the night when they're you know and teenagers and adults like yeah. like the people who have trouble sleeping their whole lives oftentimes you know were up <laughs> since they were born so yeah will was a will is not a great sleeper and i guess he wasn't a great sleeper as a kid i am a great sleeper <laughs> so i really hope your she parents takes could me. ignore you That's yeah what yeah um wait they couldn't what they could ignore you oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just shoved like pizza yeah. in my mouth and walked out of the room um <laughs> Did wait so the training, huh? I wonder if we're gonna have sleep to do train, it. Yeah. But the thing is, right now, I mean, you can't sleep train a small child like this because they have to wake up and eat. So there, you can do it pretty early. You might be able to do it four months. Maybe check with a doctor. Definitely at six months, you can. Yeah. And then there's there is the ominous cutoff. It's like a year and a half, maybe. I can't remember the exact date, but they're like. If you don't do it by then, you're screwed. I don't know what happens if you go over that, but it certainly scared us. Damn. Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) – there's all those – it was the same thing with potty training where they're like, if you don't teach your kid to do it by – I don't know if it's two and a half. It it becomes super hard because they become – they start feeling like shame and all these emotions. But, like, if you train them, potty train them before that, it's like – Whatever. Well, supposedly with the snoo, <laughs> supposedly with the snoo, there's a like a like in the fifth month or whatever uh-huh. they or sixth month. I don't know. You they start you start to wean them off the snoo, and okay. it's part of sleep training, so it like helps you sleep train. I don't know any of this. I personally 
think I'm going to have a harder time with her not sleeping in her room than she is. Mm -hmm. And her room isn't even far from our room. Like, it's just, you just, it's our room, assuming we're still living here, like, our room, bathroom, her room. Mm -hmm. Like, it's right there. But I, yeah, I think I'm going to be nervous for her to, because I like having her in the room right now. Yeah, that's another thing, is we didn't actually have a monitor for Francis because we, she was like just through the wall next to us. And like, we actually had a door that went into her room uh-huh. from our bedroom. And so like, you could basically hear everything. And then later when we had a monitor, I had trouble sleeping because you can hear every time they, they, they turn or like oh, they make yeah. any little noise and you're like, Oh yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's almost better for in, in my personal opinion, just like, if you're close, I can understand if you have a huge house and they're, you know, f- on a lower story and whatnot. But like in in city houses in L.A. and New York, it's like I can hear them if they're crying. I don't need a monitor. I don't need to hear her fart. Like, yeah, because it's, it's going to keep me up. But like, have you had anyone on the podcast yet? I mean, I know it's still early in your podcasting. Right. But like anyone who's had the kids sleep in bed with them. Uh, not yet. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. Yeah. I mean, I would be terrified of that because I know I have, I have sister-in-laws who have done that and their kids are like 13 now and they still sleep in the bed and it's like, Oh, that's so funny. That's why you're scared. I was like, I thought you were going to say you're scared because you roll over on top of them. Oh no. You know, I read a book about parenting, trying to, um, prep for this podcast or whatever. It's like parenting through history. Uh huh. And they say that a lot of those, so they didn't have abortion, right? It, like, so a lot of time, like, in, like infant side, I think is what it's called, was a lot more common because you, you couldn't really, it was harder to abort a, a child when they were inside. So a lot of times it was like <gasps> mothers like suffocating Oh my God, children. I can't, I honestly, I just got so nauseous I'm hearing sorry. this. It's okay. It's so know, weird it's, that it's, it like. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so they're, they're like. I guess they've done like analysis where it's like it's very uncommon, and I, we've had my kid it, babies in the bed, and I've never had a problem. Yeah, us I mean, too. knock on wood, and and I'm sh- I'm certain there are people out there who it's happened to, and it's a horrible tragedy. But uh, it's I read it in a book, everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, so um, things were not good for children for a long, long time, or women, or women, or, well, any, or a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, but it's good you're bringing in good good people into the world that's yes. i think what we need yes no more dum-dums um <laughs> uh what are you what are you singing estella curious oh uh i mean obviously make up a lot of songs Ooh. it is funny because i don't not to discount any children's singers mm-hmm. but i'm definitely like i can write children's songs <laughs> you know like Everyone thinks they can write a child's book. Everyone, yeah, I yeah. This is really uh, some of the hits are uh, drink, 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 drink your milk, um, and then there's a uh, top of the chart. Yeah, there's change of the dipe, diaper, obviously. Uh, it goes change of the dipe, change of the dipe, change of the dipe. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's a it's so a she's remix. gonna be able to clap along. Yeah. Um. What what? There's some other ones. Oh, I I sing. There's I sing a song in Italian that I made up, which I didn't realize I knew so many Italian words to make up a song. It's just just like five lyric, five words, um, and then you had a baby and just started speaking Italian. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, I would love for her to speak Italian. And then um, uh, I have a mix that I would listen to when I would take baths, mm-hmm. and so I, I sing songs from that a lot. It's like Indigo Girls, nice, you know, Jewel, 
those kinds of that sounds great julia I just want to thank you so much for being on the thank podcast. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yeah, look at I us. I can't wait to like COVID to be over and we can like hang out and have barbecues and the kids <sighs> run around. Oh my God, I don't even understand. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, um, hey, make sure you follow Julia on social media. Uh, Julia Razi at Julia Razi, right? That's on Twitter, on Twitter. and then on Instagram, there's a Ms. before uh, it because Ms. there's Julia some Rosie. Julia Razi in Italy who hasn't. Posted since 2013. I think they, yeah, it, there's got to be a statute of limitations if you haven't posted. Well, if you're listening, I know there's a we lot have, of things in the world. We have a lot of world, Italians. But uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. But if someone could get me that Instagram handle, that would really make my 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out our set on Conan and, and all the, the fine work she's done. And uh, do you... Julia, would you mind just maybe doing your mom's voice on, on oh, the way yeah. out? Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a very nice. Uh, you know, you know, see me, my, you hear uh, my voice. And uh, Michael, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Good father. Good father. Thank you so much, Julia. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. And that was Julia Razi. That was so much fun, wasn't it? Hey, make sure you follow Julia on social media at Julia Razi. That's G-I-U-L-I-A-R-O-Z-Z-I at Julia Razi. And then on Instagram, it's at Ms. M-S, Julia Razi. So make sure you follow that. She's a great follow. So funny. And while you're following, while you got your apps open, follow the podcast, Doing My Best Pod. Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at not Mike Joyce on Instagram and Twitter. While you're at it, while you have your phone out, in fact, get your phone out right now. Review, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It's the lifeblood of any podcast. You decide whether we live or die. Your rate, review, subscribe, that's like you're the emperor in the in the Roman Colosseum. And you put your thumb up or thumb down with your Apple or Spotify review. All right? You decide my fate. The lions. I'm surrounded by lions. I'm bleeding. My sword's on the ground. Your review will tell me whether I live or die. So do that. And once again, thank you to the esteemed, the one and only Julia Johns, at Julia Johns. She came up with my artwork. My brother, Tom, did the music, putting those bangers together. We'll see you guys uh, again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Keep doing your best. <laughs>